Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to Over the Top Cycling, and on the phone with us is Dave Toll calling in from Richmond, Virginia. Legendary announcer out there working, having fun, I assume? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it, uh, it's quite the scene here. Uh, I'm lucky enough, George, that I don't do the finish line work. I'm up on Libby Hill, which is really where the party is, and that was proven today. Everybody anticipated that would be the case. It's kind of a no-brainer when you looked at the course. It was really good on. So basically the way the, the 16K circuit works is there's a good portion of it that's twisting and turning through, you know, relatively a cool city environment. But then when they hit Libby Hill, that's the back end of each lap, and that takes them through a pretty tough 6K uh, it's not like the climbs are long or incredibly steep, but it's pretty relentless. The roads are heavy, and it's cobbled where I am. And uh, there's another climb called the Governor Street Climb that's also a significant feature in the course. So I'm kind of right where I am. That Libby Park is the start of these three pretty steep little bumps that you have to roll through to then get into the final couple K that take you to the finish line. As an announcer, what's this like for you? I mean, what does it mean to be asked to announce the world championships? I, I mean, it's huge. Uh, a lot of this for me, there's, you know, I, I don't know how many bike race announcers there are in America. And I, I acknowledge there's a lot of really good ones and a lot of really good guys. But this for me, I think I had a lot to do. Well, it's kind of interesting. I mean, the guy, Tim Miller, who's really in charge of this whole project, I worked for him at the Capitec Classic back in 2005, 2006. I met him at the Tour de Georgia, and he was running this race here in Richmond at the time. And then, yeah, it was, I mean, it's a good example of, uh, you know, just keep your head up and, and keep your eye on the prize because I didn't get invited back when they had the U.S. Open here, which was that race that started in the snow and it was a crazy day. They actually used Libby Hill in that race, but just because of stuff beyond my control, I didn't get to come back. And then I was really disappointed that that meant a lot to me. Uh, so ultimately when they announced the Richmond race and Tim was running it at the time, uh, along with a good friend of mine, Dara McQuaid, who left the project eventually, but was a big part of it in the beginning. And they invited me out to do the press conference for the, the introduction to the world that Richmond was hosting the, the world's. And I was really excited about doing that. And then, you know, as, as time went on, I, I wasn't getting any world gigs. I wasn't doing uh, 
uh, that level of work. It is the first time I've announced a world master cyclocross national championship, or I mean world championship, but uh, this is a completely different level. (laughs) It's insane. Uh, The experience today was something I'll never forget. The response of the crowd. I mean, Libby Hill has got to be amazing. Yeah, and they're willing. Like, it's funny. Like, at first I was like, well, this is the world championships. But I'm there really working uh, not for USA Cycling, but they've set up a USA Cycling house there. and They're heavily involved in that hill. Uh, a lot of what's going on there is USA Cycling stuff. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> when you when you look at uh, – the, it's a world championship, and I, you know you take it seriously and prepare and make sure that you, uh, you know, show up early and have your notes and all of that stuff. It still is just mind blowing when you're doing it, just the level that this is. But the people out there were so fun today, George. The the different nationalities would all respond in such a cool, positive way. If you mentioned the Belgians, the Germans, or the Norwegians, you'd hear the cowbells go off, and they seemed like they were having a great time. There was no element of like the negativity. Well, it was actually incredible. Uh, the thing that happened today that I thought was so cool that you just don't see anywhere else was there were a lot of riders. Well, one, there was a great breakaway today in the U23 men's race that was almost all African riders. Rwanda, Eritrea were represented. And that the crowd reacted really well to that. And that I talked about uh, Rising from Ashes, that documentary that's so good about the Rwandan uh, cycling movement. And people responded. I had like 10 guys come up to me after I mentioned it, just saying, hey, what was the name of that movie you mentioned again? But they were listening and they cared. And they had, they were all treating each other with a ton of respect. And then, as I said, like later in the day, when the, the guys that rode in the first breakaways would come through dropped out of the peloton, but we'd say like, well, that's the Rwandan guy, Bosco. They, we talked, they went nuts for him. And any rider uh, today that made any kind of effort to keep riding, keep going, was, was rewarded at Libby Hill with this incredible, incredible positive crowd. And I've never seen anything like it. I guess that's what, the, what makes the world so special is the level and then just having everybody from around the world there. There's a Swiss contingent. There's, you know, the Eritrean guys are hanging out. Everybody was there having a great time, treating each other with respect, cheering for each other, and cheering for their guy. Is it, is it intimidating for you at all to have other nationalities there with names that might be very difficult to pronounce? You were talking about having your notes. How do you research yeah. that? I mean, you've got to get a name oh. correct. Well, you know what? You can do the research, George. But the funny thing is, until you talk to the writer, you still don't really know. Because you can say, you can go to people and say, like, hey, what is the name of this French? Well, or even better, like uh, Lithuanian or uh, Lithuanian names are really tough. Um, You know, most countries, uh, well, and some of the African names were really tough as well. And so the, the problem is, is that nobody else knows either. And you can look at it and try to figure it out until you talk to the guy or his friends and say, like, hey, how, how does George pronounce his last name? You're still kind of guessing. You can make an educated guess. But at the end of the day, I don't think, you know, trying to do a great job involves being prepared and caring. But today I made multiple mistakes. Um, and the crowd was absolutely, instead of uh, being 
you know, negative about my mistakes. They were more like, hey, man, just so you know, that was actually the French guy. And then I'd check it, and I'd be like, yeah, absolutely right. My bad. Get it right. You know, so it was, it was really nice to have this kind of positivity around the race. I felt like it was going to be a lot of pressure, and it turned out to be just a lot of fun. How much time do you put into research? I mean, I think it's it's important to get across how much effort goes into being a top announcer. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think that maintaining uh, uh, contact with the riders and being there. Uh, you know, we had Ali Dragu on stage today talking about her situation and the thing. I mean, I'm just a super fan, George. You know, so. When I get to talk with Allie, we do the interview, and then I get to give her my opinion on her situation, tell her to keep her head up, and it makes me feel great that, you know, you're a part of their lives. Um, it might not be a huge part, but it, it's there's definitely a cool relationship there between the riders and the announcers and, and the staff. I mean, you see it. I, I think of a guy named Jeff Frost used to do the Norba races that was so in tune with what the riders wanted and needed. And he ultimately, he became a bike racer. <laughs> <laughs> so amazing how once you accept the, the culture is complex, but also welcoming. It's uh, pretty cool. And the beauty of what you do and how you do it is that you make it seem so easy and you're very approachable as an announcer. Uh, do you encourage people to come up and talk to you? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I, I, I would say, yeah, you know, um, yeah, I would. If you've got information that I clearly don't have, I'd, I'd love to hear it. Um, and I think that at this point in my career, most people approach me in a very respectful way. Uh, I remember when I first started, you know, it, it, okay, this is, this is great for people who go to bike races. I mean, if you want the announcer to respond to you and, and he's pronouncing your 14-year-old son's name completely wrong, Instead of standing across that, see, what you, you, you got to recognize what's going on here. The guy or woman doesn't know how to pronounce your son's name. But if you stand across on the other side of the fencing, 20 feet away with music playing and start yelling at him how to pronounce it and you're getting it wrong, one, you're going to be embarrassing him. You know, there's just no way that anybody wants to be yelled at and told they're wrong in front of hundreds of people, Right. So you'd be way better off to come around to the stage, wait for a moment. You can tell we don't announce nonstop. Nobody does. Uh, I think I probably announce, you know, more per minute than most other guys, to tell you the truth. But, you know, there's going to be – then that would be the moment that you could walk up and say, hey, just wanted to give you a heads up. My son is this kid and – uh, you know, he's been really training hard and it'd be awesome if uh, you could help me and pronounce his name right. And then I would respond with, heck yeah, it would, you know, geez, I want, I'm sorry I was getting it wrong. So how do I say it right? And then the other thing you're going to get is a little bump because now, because I was doing it wrong, I'm going to announce that young man's name a few extra times now, just so he can hear it right. You know, but when you yell at me from across the road and I can't really hear you and it, it, that's just not the way to let me know, you know. Well, Dave, I'm, I've held you longer than I said I would, but I love chatting with you. <laughs> I've got another question. I hope you don't mind. Do you have time? Not at all. Okay. What's it going to be like for you tomorrow and Sunday? You've got friends that are out there racing. How do you keep 
or or do you mind if people know that they're your friends? No, I do. I, you know what? I that used to. That's a great question, George. Uh, when I first started, I used to be really heavy on that. My friend, this. My friend, that. And I one day I. Uh, uh, someone told me, and they were so right, and I'm so glad I got that early. And I don't think that they told it to me quite this way. And I'll get back to what's happening Saturday and Sunday here. But basically they said, you know, no one really gives a shit who your friends are. You're more here to announce the bike race. And if your friends are doing great, that's awesome. But, uh, you know... Uh, keep it on the up and up because I guess this is really what it was is it's not about you. You know, that's the problem with some announcers. I think is that they think that maybe they're the show. And in reality, it's the racers and the racing that are the show. And so, yeah, I, I, at this point now, that's not something you, you, or you wouldn't have heard me say that for years and years and years, as far as, you know, while announcing to the crowd, it just would wouldn't be my style. Um, but as far as tomorrow goes, uh, the crowd today was incredible. And it was a Friday, a work day here. Uh, the traffic is insane. You know, they've done a good job, but it's uh, there's a lot of people coming to see these races. And it's when you leave, it's like leaving like a, a rock concert. You know, you hear all wow. the people talking about how stoked they were. And we walked back the 4K to the hotel because driving would have taken at least half an hour longer than walking. So yeah, that's a great problem to have. But tomorrow it's going to be even a bigger problem in that the crowd is going to double, I think, especially with the way the vibe was today. There's going to be a lot of people coming back tomorrow and bringing friends with them. So, And it wasn't standing room only today, but it was close. Uh, not close to standing room only, but I mean, like it was, it was full today and tomorrow it's going to be just bursting at the seams. And so tomorrow we've got junior men and, uh, and elite women. They both race the exact same distance. Um, and that, I, that's going to be my favorite day. I think the junior American men, we saw them cruising around on the course today, Ethan Reynolds and Jack Maddox. Those guys are pumped up. And then with the women, it's going to be, that's going to be just awesome. Uh, I can't wait for that race. And then Sunday, because the elite men's race is 16 laps, I think it's 260K. Yes. It's all day, just that race. So it's got a big screen TV there. You can see all of the action going on. It's all kinds. You know, our friend Rick Tillery saw yep. him all day today hanging out in the <laughs> uh, Quade booth. He was pumped. I saw him like taking some police officer's card to send him swag. That's Rick, isn't it? That's you totally know? Rick. Yep. Only Rick is taking police officers' cards to send them race swag that he knows that they want. He's a good dude. Rick is. Absolutely. Well, Dave, I know your schedule is insane. It's going to be even more insane tomorrow on Sunday. But if there's any way we can check in with you, I'd certainly like to uh, connect. A hundred percent, George. I, I love what you're doing. So absolutely. Let's check in tomorrow. All right. Dave Toll joining us from the UCI World Championships in Richmond, Virginia, over the top cycling Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? 
Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.